Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com/fine. Visit ixl.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's ixl.com/fine. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yeah, Kristen? I can't help but notice there's somebody in your studio closet with you today. What? Yes, there is. And wait, is there also someone in your studio closet? What's up, Dean? Hey, everybody. Oh, that's right. Our husbands are in the closets with us because, you know what? It's time. Let's cut to the chase. Season seven, husband's episode, in the closet, in your ears. Let's go. Because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Brad. And I'm Dean. And this is By the Book. That's right. It's time for another Buy the Book bonus episode. Every other week between now and season eight, we'll be releasing a new bonus episode. And today, it's time for our seasonal episode with the husbands. That's right. The husbands are here and they're here to answer your questions. And you guys send so many questions in. 
Uh, we cannot force our husbands to answer all of them, but we are going to try to do as many of them as we can. And let's start with questions that are just for both of the guys. First up, we have this question from Madeline, who says, How has quarantine changed how Kristen and Jolenta live by the books? Does it impact your life more than normal? Hmm, honey, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, it's always impacted our lives pretty significantly. That's the whole point. Um, there is no escape anymore. So if I don't like what Martha Stewart is suggesting for this week's table arrangement, there's no way for me to escape to the office and talk to normal, sane human beings anymore. Mm. Instead, I just have to I have to put up with it. And they've and like you guys did a season about our homes like these are our homes too <laughs> oh right <laughs> so Weird. i've oh, always I said that the, the episodes that have the biggest impact on us are the ones where you guys are like doing things to the kitchen or doing things to the walls or doing things to the <laughs> like to the oh, homes yeah. and here we are like that was the whole point of every single episode all right let's move along to the next question here from hannah hannah wants to know what was the household dynamic for each of you growing up with regard to mealtimes? Did both parents cook or did one parent take on the role? Oh, wow. Back in New Zealand, it was very, um, very, uh, let's say, gender normative. Yes. My dad grilled things. Yes, me he too. He grilled. Yeah. And my mom cooked things. And they were both self-employed. So... By the time I had turned, I guess, 14, um, they were often working late nights, and so I ended up cooking from the age of about 14 till I left to uh. go to college. I cooked most of the evening meals during the week, at least. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Um, and he still does. I still do. I love cooking. He cooks everything. That's interesting because, yeah, I had the exact same thing. I had uh, both parents. Uh, but in Orange County, it was a little gender normative as well. Right. Exactly. Like bo- <laughs> I, had, I had both parents around. Uh Mom was generally mom generally was in charge of dinner, except if there was something that was going to be on the grill. That was dad outside. And generally, it was all four of us, me, my parents, my sister, like one girl, one boy, and a dog. Like literally. <laughs> Having dinner. And then like, you know, talk about how your day was. It was that kind of, uh, yeah. of, of dinner What did you thing. learn today, family? Yes, it was literally like, how was your day? <laughs> and then if you were a teenager, your job was to go, nothing, I didn't do anything. But like, it, it was everything you see in every John Hughes movie. <laughs> but you didn't start cooking as a teenager like Dean. No, and then I didn't I cook at all. I didn't want to help at all. I just did dishes at the end. Um, we're going to keep talking about what it was like growing up for these husbands because... Mike wants to know, have either of you incorporated a tradition or practice from your childhood homes into your homes today? I just as long as we're talking about dinners, there's one tradition that we had that I always think that I always think of. I don't know of how much I've implemented it, but at dinner, we basically had to uh, once a week, you had to come with a current event. To talk about <gasps> at the dinner table. Wow. So like me and my I sister, steal this. me and my sister had to come with like newspaper clippings and talk about current events. But so that's <laughs> why I always I always think of the dinner table as like a place to talk about politics or culture or whatever because that was literally our homework growing up. And now that's cool. He just does that for a living, except like he doesn't <laughs> report to the dinner table. He reports to the world <laughs> to get mom's approval. <laughs> I'm sorry. Honey. That's awesome. 
I, you know, I struggled with this question. I couldn't think of a tradition that uh, we did at home that that I do now. Like the the context is completely different mm. from small town New Zealand to like. Brooklyn is just a completely different sort of environment. I was Um, telling Brad when I was reading through these questions earlier, I was like, nothing. And like, that's the joy of having your own family. You don't have to incorporate like no shoes in the house or whatever. Like I can have pizza movie night like Wednesday morning, like instead of Friday night. Like that's sort of. So for me, I feel like no on purpose. Although apparently we're going to have to have like current event reports if we ever have children. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I'm just trying to think about like some of the things that that were traditions. Like mince on toast was a tradition on Sundays <laughs> if we didn't do a roast. I don't do any of those things. Mince on um, toast if you, you don't know, do a fr- roast was that like the rule of thumb for Sundays? <laughs> it was absolutely. Or Friday nights was fish and chips or Chinese food, and that's also not a thing that we've got as ah, a rule here. That could be a good thing though. I, mean, I would I would say, and not even about food or about dinner, the one thing that I've taken from childhood and made part of my like adult family life is thank you cards, thank oh. you notes. My family, mm. my mom and my mom is really good, like really drilled into us that oh. we had to be good at thank you notes. Not because she was good at it, but because she always thought we looked really bad when my cousins would write us. So then she was like, this is something you're going to learn to do well. And so now that's like a thing that I make Jolenta do with me is we write thank you cards after every party or after every holiday. Mm-hmm. The family tradition of like forcing someone to do a thank you card seems to be big. Oh, that's true. Because yeah. like sometimes I just give you a, a stamped envelope and yeah. like say like I've done all the work. You just literally have to write something now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say there is one family tradition like whenever we're in New Zealand that we happen to do here in the States too. And that is drink wine and eat a pound of cheese every day. Well, that is that is very much a, a tradition, <laughs> I guess. My one of the things that um, my mum does frequently, uh, and I'll say daily, um, <laughs> is that you know the bar opens at four o'clock in the McRoby house, and there's always a cheese plate or something to nibble and a <gasps> gin and tonic or a glass of wine at four every day. I want a snack plate coming out at four. That's a time honored family tradition. Is is drinking a lot. Absolutely. That has been a time on And then stopping forever. (laughs) (laughs) Let's shift gears a little bit. We have this question from Marin. Marin says, what is one practice or thing that the guys would like to keep from this season of books and one they are happy to ditch or have already ditched? Well, I ditched that silly little faceless doll. Good grief. (laughs) What was that? Corn husk doll. I recycled that, composted it. It's gone back to the earth to imbue the earth with its energy in some way. Um, he really did not like that. I didn't. My, like the thing doll. I didn't like was all I was going to say from House Switch. I could get rid of almost everything, including. I'm sorry, Jolenta, including the crystal that hangs out by our front door. It's just balancing on this, like... It's on the edge of our buzzer. The sound you guys used makes it sound like we, like, really found a nice home for it. But that's not what it is. It's balancing on the intercom. Like, that's all it is. So, like, that can go. It's all about good vibes. (laughs) I think we discussed this. I did not know you felt that way about our crystals. (laughs) I'm I'm like legitimately a little angry. It's slightly tacky. <gasps> what? I was like, it's so us. It's so us. The second you walk in, I did not know you thought it was tacky. Get out of my closet. 
Moving on. Were there things you liked? Oh wait, Jean? yeah, things. Yeah, but but we need to know, like Brad, were there things that you liked and are continuing to do? Everything and about you, honey. Everything about the plants. Every, mm-hmm. I, I, every the plant book. I was so happy you guys lived by the plant book. We're going to be I'm aerating totally soil. That's mine. I, that was the one I was going to choose. About oh. the plants book. That's it's They'd just so much nicer to have a lot more green in the house. Yes. Um, yeah, I loved the plant book. That was mm. great. All the plants I propagated are still going, and Brad like is in charge of watering them now. Like, truly a great book. Okay, let's do another question. This one is from Hannah, who says, "Do you have any tips or observations on living together while you both work from home?" I'd say have a good couples therapist, but this is for the husbands. <laughs> it's been tough because it's been tough because I, like Jolenta was used to working from home by herself all yeah. day, every day, and then every here day. I come with full nine to five or like you know ten hours a day sort of a job, and all of a sudden I'm there. I think the only like I don't have a lot of great tips because I don't know how well I've handled it, uh, <laughs> but I think my main tip would be don't take your partner for granted. Like, always understand that there's probably – that there's always things that they're adjusting to around you and to not just be like, oh, good. Like, they are on board with everything I do or, like, this won't bother them at all. Like, check in. Check in more than you think you have mm, to. That's a good one. That is that is a good one. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. I, you know, our solution to that was a light bulb. Um, you know, I put up a light bulb that Kristen could turn on when she was on air so that I knew that I could, that I had to tiptoe around the house or not go anywhere. Um, I think, yeah, I think checking in more frequently than you think is important. Like when it's, when you're around coworkers, you don't have to check in that everything's okay. You're not getting on people's nerves. You're just working. Right. That's mm-hmm. a thing. When you're at home in such a small and close space, I mean, we're in an apartment in Brooklyn, like we're, we're standing on each other's toes all the time. It is also really useful to have somebody you trust tell you and remind you that you're not wearing pants. Mm. <laughs> and I think like in the normal course of your day at work you're also like you have your own rhythm for things like you have a time where you get lunch you have a time where you get like need to take a walk you have time when you like to just shoot the shit with someone but your partner like your new co-worker might not have any of those rhythms at all and so sometimes that can i think be disturbing or frustrating if like somebody's like in it feels like an invasion of your space when somebody's having their lunch around you sometimes when you're like wait this is not lunch time for me this is not the lunchroom. This is the like I'm in a deep flow writing room. Right. Yeah. 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 That that's a great point. Yeah. I we we definitely struggle with that occasionally. But um, but I'm just gonna jump in here and say you all know I like being around people. You know I'm an extrovert. I get energized mm-hmm. by other humans around. I feel so happy now that Dean's trapped in this house all the time with me. Nice. It's fun for me because think about the last year and a half where I was just like by myself at home yeah. again. Going in once a week for yeah, two Yeah, we go in like to once Stitcher. or twice to Stitcher. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But now I have somebody all the time. And my coworker sometimes makes lunch for me. And my coworker sometimes chats with me in the kitchen. Oh, I am going to point out one thing. We did have to set ground rules mm. of Mr. Hands doesn't mm. happen during work hours. I was going to say. There's a separation say, of work and non-work. Mr. Hands is a puppet we have. Just no. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. You know what Mr. Level. Hands is. <laughs> we all know what Mr. Hands yes, is. Yes, no, no, none of that during work. None mm-hmm. of that during work. That's a good yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. 
Yeah, Brad gets mad when I, like, blow on his ear because that's, like, too distracting while he's working. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, was that a weird thing to say? <laughs> Brad's giving me a look like, why the fuck would you tell people that? <laughs> weird for any coworker to do. <laughs> Wait, Kristen loves when I blow on her ear when we're in their studio. She finds it really soothing. That's true. No, Kristen, you ear blows, right? <laughs> It's very soothing, and yeah, I I swear, Mr. Hands is everywhere or nowhere. Okay, let's move along. Please let's read the next question. It's your Can turn, we just Kristen. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Amy wants to know how have the boys stayed connected with friends and supported your own mental health through <laughs> the pandemic. Well, uh, it's much easier now that we can be uh, sitting socially distanced outside with a mask on and a beer. Uh, But, uh, you know, virtually, lots of Zoom calls, lots of uh, catch up with folks. I think I fell into this thing in the beginning where because a lot of the people that I hang out with were work people, like every work thing had an agenda. Mm. And so I I stopped having meetings with agendas because (laughs) otherwise it was really like just boring work stuff all the time. And so I've scheduled a lot more like catch up and connection stuff with folks. Um, I've done a few virtual happy hours. Not a fan. Yeah, like they're, they're fine Super for over it. 15 minutes, but not, not the four hour ones. Oh, I think the Lordy. best part is seeing everyone appear, but then like you're done. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's a great point, Jolanta. Like watching people come on and like saying hi and, and that that's great. And then it gets less great. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. And what I, about you, Brad? Well, I would say it's been hard because it's not like we, we, we've really still been trying to limit ourselves and our exposure to other people, mainly because, you know, Jolenta is even at more risk than the average person. I have the, – the, what I've started doing is – like I, I'm on my bike so much now that I don't have a commute. Like I can go, I can go biking every day if I want, and I'll bike by people's houses to literally wave hi, uh, to like drop chat with them through their window. Made. I'll drop off bread that I've made for them. So like this kind of like if you're if you're within a <laughs> bikeable, you guys want some bread? yeah, if you're within a bikeable oh, radius, oh yeah, we want me. some bread. We're yeah. bring us some, some bread today, literally. Yeah. Oh, come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, and I really need to find a time to hand off this plant to you with all the roots <gasps> that have grown. Oh my gosh, Remember all my clippings. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Then I can arrange that transfer. I like being the courier. Yeah. He brings gifts (laughs) that he brings things I make to people because I've just been making crafts and shit. He's a delivery guy now. It's cute. It works. (laughs) And it helps him stay connected. And I think it helps his mental health with just getting exercise. And it's not as like sort of by rote where it's like, I ride this route and like the X amount of miles to like take care of myself. You're like doing it for a purpose to like go see a human. That's Good. I did the I did the bike thing too, Brad. I'm sorry to copy you on every single question, but yeah, I joined so a bike similar. gang. They are similar. And we and we ride around the park together, um, which is nice. Although Smart. that sort of dropped off now it's getting cold. Yeah. Well, we're gonna take a quick bike. I mean break. Uh, but when we come back, Dean and Brad, the husbands, are gonna answer questions that are specific to each husband. So stick around. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Okay, we are back. We have Brad and Dean, the husbands, and it's time to get to some more questions. Up first, Melinda and Danielle have the same question. That's how important this question is, and it is for Dean. It goes like this. We listened to Kristen and Jolenton by the book and listened to Brad on his podcast, Start Here. So when do we get the Dean podcast, and what's it going to be about? (laughs) Wow, that's a great question. Um, you have a so studio. It, I do have a <laughs> studio. Uh, so if I had a podcast, it would probably be about software engineering leadership. Sexy. I, what? I love <laughs> oh, growing teams of technologists. Uh, and I've had, you know, I have a lot of people that I mentor and help grow in their careers. I think maybe I should bundle that up and turn it into a podcast. I feel like there might be quite a lot of other podcasts that have a similar topic. I even have a name for it. It would be called Coffee Equity uh, because a lot of what I do around career advice and just helping people grow as software engineers is done over cups of coffee. That's so sweet. Wait, Dean. (laughs) Brad, just be nice. Brad, be nice. You think there's too many podcasts that are about software development? There's lots of them? You don't listen to Talk Python to me? That's real. That's a real show. It's a great (laughs) show, by the way. They've got hundreds of episodes and hundreds of thousands of downloads. Yeah, I'm sure it's. I didn't. You know, there's always like a subject that has a huge following that I know nothing about. Hot plugs coming from Dean for the software (laughs) development. Kristen, I have to say, I can tell he's read your book, How to Start a Podcast, because he has like a very good specific pitch and a fucking title ready to go with like a reason behind that title. He's got a story for why that title matters. I'm yeah, impressed. Got to be specific. Got to be clear. Got to go in knowing what you're going to do. You can't just go willy-nilly and say, I'm going to have a show about the news like Brad, or I'm going to have a show about self-help books like Jolenta and Kristen. (laughs) No, we all have great shows. We all have great shows. Especially Dean. (laughs) All right. Brad, you're in the hot seat now. We have a question for you from Catherine. Catherine says, 
Brad, for the past year, you've been covering the U.S. election for your job. What's that been like during the pandemic? And I'm just going to add something here as Kristen Mines are asking this. How is it the same and different for how you covered the last election? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's completely different from the way I covered the last election because four years ago, I was a like ground-level reporter who lived in New Hampshire for a year. Like I was ABC's guy who like covered New Hampshire. So that meant I was following Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders and Marco Rubio. Like I was with all of them all of the time. I was like getting drinks with political operatives and stuff like that. I was talking to voters on rope lines all day, every day. So my job has just changed because now I'm the guy who's generally back in New York hearing from those same, like hearing from those types of people and trying to make sense of it a little bit more and like give you context. So that's, that was already my job. But I did think this year, I'm like a road animal. Like I I did want to, I thought I was going to be out on the road for the Iowa caucuses. I went out to Iowa and I had like this fascinating week of, of interviewing people. It went up to New Hampshire and then all of a sudden COVID hit. And like everyone else, we're all kind of locked away. We thought about traveling. It just seemed like Every moment that it was getting really interesting uh, out on the trail was also the moment it was interesting because of how bad the pandemic was getting, right? So I think the way that I adjusted was there were even more people who were having real problems. Like politics was not theoretical anymore Mm -hmm. this year for anyone. Mm -hmm. There are always kitchen table issues in politics and hopefully people pay attention to them. But this year you could not escape the pandemic you could not escape uh, racial justice issues that were coming up throughout the country that people were recognizing. Unemployment, people losing their jobs. Like, you could not get away from that. That was part of your po- – so that was part of the political coverage was talking to real people about these issues. But then you had to find them. And so from here in our little closet, I've been calling salon workers and restaurant workers and bar owners and uh, activists and people out in the streets and – so. It's been completely different, but in that way, it's been really rewarding because I feel like I've actually heard from different types of people than ever. It used to be I'd hear I'd meet people that showed up to rallies. Mm. Well, that's a certain type of person. <laughs> now, a very certain type, right? On either, either side. <laughs> and so now I'm just meeting somebody who maybe has never been to a rally before. But damn, if politics isn't really, really relevant to their lives right now. Well. That's a very good answer, Brad. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a snarky joke, but like I just kind of respect that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Next question is from Sarah for Dean. She says, it's been mentioned on the show more than once that Kristen loves Christmas and Christmas movies. Sometimes we joke her name is Christmas Meinzer. Or Mary Kristen. <laughs> or Mary Kristen. Oh, geez. Uh, back to the question. How early did she bring out the Christmas this year? Was it earlier due to COVID? Do you embrace it with her or do you just block it out? <laughs> good question. Really good question. Also, can Great I question. add, can I add, how did she break it out while you were dating? Like, did it just like bam hit you or did she like dole out the Christmas crazy? Oh, that's a, that's a good follow-on question. Sorry, so, so that's I'll a lot. I'll start there. I'll start there. So the Christmas came out early because mm. we met on Black Friday right. on Tinder. Which is already Christmas season. Which is which already is Christmas. deep into Christmas season, that's if where you, you get, Kristen. That's where you get dates at a discount. I've heard about this. Oh, hi. Exactly. Super cheap. Uh, anywho, um, the so Christmas was just like right in the middle of our first month of sort of mm. courting, you know. 
know. We still had our chaperones, of course, but, you know, it was a lot of right, fun. Right. <laughs> Her ward was like still very involved. Or like she was the ward, I guess, to him. <laughs> she was the ward. Little did he know that it doesn't start on Black Friday for me. Mm-hmm. He just had no idea. I'd already been watching Christmas movies for months already. How yeah, early yeah. did it come you out this year? You were mid-season. So this year, Kristen bought her first Christmas tree summer holidays. I think July was it August? I think it was first late July. Christmas tree. First Christmas tree. We have two new Christmas tree acquisitions so far this year. So far, and the first one we got this summer from some church ladies who they were doing a rummage sale at their church, and um, and apparently I, I, you know how I love an older person. Mm-hmm. I must have charmed them so much they just gave me a Christmas tree. So it was a free. Beautiful silver Christmas tree. That's right, I was going to say like table. tinsel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tinsel, the whole deal. Wow. The first Christmas song was before Halloween this no. year. No. Um, because I got Dolly Parton's new Christmas album. I was going to say, right. did you get a new album? Yeah. And she got Dolly's new Christmas mm-hmm. album, so we had to listen to that. Okay. So has it been earlier due to COVID? I don't think so, actually. It's I'm pretty sure. much on the money. Normally, it's at least for the six months of the year from like four months before Christmas to about two months after Christmas. That is yeah. He's blocking out that actually early in the pandemic, he blocked this out. He would put on Christmas movies for me back in oh, March. Oh, right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah. You were well, just like we, watching movies to call. I was down. counting that as the end of Christmas from the year before. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, March <laughs> is fallout from Christmas 2019, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, when when Kristen is anxious or upset, sometimes a Christmas movie is just all that it takes to help her calm down, take a deep centering breath, and watch some bells jingle or elves frolic or Santa save the world. You know, just like how I need to watch Paranormal Activity or Saw. Yeah, I was about to say, like horror movies are like that for Julie. Any day, just just, put on Paranormal Activity. Watch these people get that one. Watch these people get tortured by ghosts. Yeah, there. Now you feel better. Jigsaw's crazy. We know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to move to a more serious question now. Mm. This one's from Maria, and it's for Brad. Maria says, Brad, my husband and I are also in our 30s, and he was diagnosed with a chronic illness a few years ago. I'd love any thoughts you have about managing the emotional toll, being a supportive spouse, and dealing with the kind of health issues most of our peers aren't facing yet. I know that most of our listeners uh, probably already know this, but Jolent has mentioned on the show over the past season her lupus diagnosis, and that's what this is about. Right. Maria, I, I feel for you. Welcome to this <laughs> weird this weird club of like caregivers in this. Um, I, 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 I'll, I'll be honest. I find it really tough sometimes, I think, because you don't know what to give your partner. Like there are days when Jolenta is just in a lot of pain and a lot of – and not even pain sometimes. It's like discomfort and just like is miserable. There are days when she's just miserable and you want to give them a solution to something, to anything. Um, so you start suggesting things. Well, would you like some you know, cookies? No, like, nah, like that, this, that can just Some make them more potatoes. frustrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just start offering things. That's the worst kind of potato. Right, because you're just <laughs> praying that anything will make them feel better. And really, what I've learned, and it's like a work in progress still, but I think just being with them, touching them, telling them you're there for them, and commiserating with mm-hmm. them, telling them it sucks. And, and I think assuring them that it will get better if if not their body like if it's something that's just gonna keep getting 
worse with their body, at least you guys will learn to deal with that mm-hmm. better. There, there is a light in some way at the end of the tunnel. And just, just, just remind them of that, even if it doesn't feel like that. But it's tough, dude. Let me know if you got any uh, <laughs> other suggestions for me. Pointers. Yeah, please. I mean, we've also just learned, it seems to be just a lot about comfort. Learning how, like really figuring out like what comforts each other and how to implement that like on ourselves when we need to and on each other. But like, it's not like love, like shout out to love languages. I swear to like the same things won't comfort the same people. Like, I love a joke while I'm crying sometimes that's really inappropriate, where Brad will cry harder with a horribly inappropriate joke. <laughs> and one other thing I would say, what I'm realizing now, is that your partner, Maria, your partner still <laughs> wants to hear about you. Yeah. So I think it's very easy to feel dominated by that other person's circumstance. Like, how can your problems matter at all when your partner's going through this? But I found that even bringing up my day-to-day, whatever, annoyances, something p- pissing me off at work, that... Actually, that helps Jolenta remember that, like, there's, a, like, she, you know, your partner cares about you, and they want to know more about you. And so to not forget yourself in all of this, whether that's, whatever, complaining to a friend or a sibling or a parent or something, or just, like, taking some time for yourself, but just to remember that you exist, and your partner wants you to know that as well. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, Brad. Really good stuff. Thank you. Um, up next, we have... A question for Dean about something less serious. It's about the kitchen. Um, Paige wrote in, and Paige wants to know more about Dean's kitchen stuff. What does he use three different mortar and pestles for? Are they all different? Are they all the same make? Are they each for like a different spice? I've been wondering. Is it just an accident (laughs) and you were gifted three? What is the deal with the mortar pestle sitch? That's very simple. Also, a very serious topic, Mm. I'll have you know. (laughs) As serious as lupus. (laughs) Honestly, what is a mortar and pestle and what is lupus? I can't answer both, like, truly. Um, So, three mortars and pestles. Well, there's one for guac, because guac. Uh, Sort of like a ceremonial, like, large, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, table-side There's one... That I use for just general spices, salt, often mixing a combination of spices. And then there's one I use for Turkish coffee. What are so those made toast- out of? Toasted uh, cardamom seeds and then grinding the coffee a little finer so I can put it in my sesve and make a delicious pot of Turkish coffee. Um, the two smaller ones are sort of a ceramic-y – one of them's marble and one of them is a ceramic. Mm. The other one is obviously volcanic. But why can't you use them all for the same thing, Dean? Why? Well, the guac one has to be bigger because it's like a serving bowl. What, and what if I have to make so all strong. three things at the same time? I agree with the cardamom so strong. He once used uh, my coffee grinder for some cardamom seeds oh, he trouble. had. And it yep. took a That's long time to get that oh, yeah. out. Yeah, get that yeah. taste out. So and I'm so that, that one's just just coffee cardamom. That's that's one. And then the other one I use and clean and use for just sort of general purpose stuff in the middle. Got it. And then the guac, it's also a serving bowl, you know? Yeah. I I see the point. I like it. Brad's going to have to, like, do some mental math. And while he does that, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have another visitor who is a dog. So stick around. Mm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. We are back with Brad and Dean and now entering the studio closet, Frank the dog. Frank! Hello, everyone. Hello. Oh, Franklin. Hello. Who needs a belly rub? Good to see you. I do. I do. Thank you, Christian. Virtual belly rubs. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you fine folks? Uh, Frank, we have a question here for you today from Tyne. Tyne says, how are you handling the election results? Do you believe there will be enough quality walls and other things to pee on in the coming four years? We've heard in the past from you, Frank, that yes. it's very important walls to you. You, yes. you really love walls I and believe walls. in them. As you know, I, uh, in the past, I've tended to yin a bit of, a bit to the white, uh, a little red. But honestly, when COVID hit, it was like the world called my bluff, Kristen, and Tyne, and Dean, and Brad, and Julianta. Honestly... Like, the joke's over. Like, I don't care about power or money or walls. Like, we need health care and, you know, we need walls that don't divide. But, like, are sort of in the middle of nowhere that everyone can walk around and pee on and then, like, be healthy. So, honestly, I'm very excited about uh, what the next four years have in store. And I think we'll all have places to pee uh, equally. And that's great. So, thank you. Oh, Frank, that is a real evolution, I would say, since we've I'm last sorry. talked. and. I'm sorry if I came off as insensitive before. Honestly, like, I just like fiery passion and, yes. like, it really appeared to me. You know, this whole last four years has been more about my attitude and not as much about my politics, my politics. Mm, nice politics. Got it. Got it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, Frank, I'm really proud of you. He shows that you can learn and grow even uh when you're a senile dog. <laughs> and I would like to also note that Frank is wearing a mask in the studio closet today. Good job. Yes. You're welcome. Cavo up. Stay safe. <laughs> Six feet apart. Don't balk in people's faces. You know, take care of your pack. Take care of your pack. <laughs> we'll leave you with Frank's pretty solid advice, which is to take care of your pack. Yes, I love that. I love that. Everybody listening, take care of your pack, whether your pack is made up of humans, of dogs, of stuffed animals, of Christmas trees, take care of your pack. Thank you so much to everyone who wrote in with questions to Brad and Dean and Frank. And also, just a huge thank you to Brad and Dean. 
And also, Frank, thank you guys for joining us and letting us torture you once more. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> Reminder to everybody out there who likes to pay attention to what's happening in Brad and Dean's lives, you can frequently see them on our private Instagram feeds. Jolenta's is at Jolenta underscore G, and mine is at K10Mindser, K10Mindser. And Frank, Frank, what's your handle? At Janky Frank. Janky Frank. <laughs> Frank, that's weird that you can interrupt yourself. <laughs> yes, I'm a man of two minds. <laughs> That is it for our bonus episode of By the Book. Huge thank you to our amazing, amazing production team at Stitcher, Daisy Rosario, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, and Andy Christens. Thanks also to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song, and of course to the Rizzos for performing it. Please stay in touch, and of course, send us suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is kristenangelenta at gmail.com. Also, you can tweet at us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at By the Book Pod. And just keep following me because I want to have more followers than Brad, and it's not fair. <laughs> also, he's verified on Instagram, and Kristen and I aren't, and that is also not fair. My feed is not nearly as good as yours. <laughs> These are my very vain problems. <laughs> On that note, rate us and review us, too. Our email address is kristenangelenta at gmail.com, and you can tweet at us, at G at kristenmeinzer, or at bythebookpod. Hit us up. Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people find the show. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell a spouse about the show. Tell a thruple about the show. Tell a couple about mm. the show, and tell a dog about the show. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Dean. And I'm Brad. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Frank. It was great seeing you. Goodbye. Take care, hell. So, first up, hold on. I have to burp. Jeez, that was a bad one. It's like Brussels sprouts. Of, you forced me further away from the <laughs> I'm microphone. Sorry. I'm being pushed by the door, is right here. Here's your outtake, Brandon. <laughs> Stitcher. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.